0: Listening to the Oz Movies podcast only on the Oz Network.
1: Welcome back to the Oz Network for a very special episode. A first for the Oz Network and uh, a first for this film, but guaranteed it won't be the last because it's the biggest movie of the year, it's the biggest movie of the decades, it's the biggest movie of my lifetime. We're here to talk about Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi. And if you are following our page, or if you're not and you just happen to notice it anywhere else on the internet, the trailer for The Last Jedi has come out within the last 24 hours. And uh, I can honestly say I've watched this, I don't know, six, seven, eight times. I uh, woke my 11-month-old son up just for (laughs) whatever weird reason. (laughs) I wanted to show it to him. (laughs) But uh, this is something I'm very excited to talk about. We're talking about a two-minute trailer here. And let's move on with the introductions. My name is Colin, and uh, I sense good and uh, darkness and light and all that stuff. And uh, today I think I'll be representing the latter.
0: Wow, that's a long intro. That's going to make mine sound kind of crap. My name is Ben, and breathe. (laughs) And can I just point out, I got so excited when you were talking about the fact that we're about to talk about the biggest movie of the year. And I'm like, we're talking about the Boss Baby? And I'm like, oh, it's Star Wars. Right, okay, never mind. No, the boss
1: baby will come later we have to let that resonate for a bit but let's just yes. cover a trailer today um we're probably not gonna be the only podcast covering it i mean th- this is really huge i've already seen people posting videos of like their reactions watching the trailer that seems to be a big thing now but uh let's just start it off and give our opinions on the teaser trailer that we saw ben what did you think of the
0: trailer Well, uh, at the time of recording this, I have probably been awake for about three hours and pretty much the first thing that happens, you know, you wake up, you look at your phone, you know, just to see if the world has ended or whatever the night before or you've been poked on Facebook. Uh, And pretty much everything that is on my phone, as soon as I look at it, it's like, Star Wars trailer, Star Wars trailer. So, uh, yeah, I pretty much watched it straight away. And... You know, it's 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 a very good teaser because it definitely teases a lot. It really doesn't give anything away, but uh, it's it's also extremely exciting. I mean, the you know just everything from the music to the the visuals, and you know it gives you real goosebumps. I mean, as a Star Wars fan, you're going to get goosebumps. I feel no matter what, unless it's like you know two minutes of Jar Jar Binks. But it's, I'd watch that. It's, it's, it, <laughs> I think deep down we all would. Um, <laughs> Misa in the trailer! But it's 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 great and like you know it kind of it gave me a lot of vibes back to the first Force Awakens teaser. I think it's done in a very similar style to that, um, which I'm guessing they're probably doing deliberately. But, um, yeah, I mean, as a, a trailer is meant to do, it just gets you excited. It makes you, you know, speculate so many things. I mean, I think we're probably the 1733rd podcast or any form of media to discuss our reactions to it today. Um, and we'll all come up with different speculations. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's making me more excited for Christmas than usually I, I do get. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know it's interesting. You said how it's similar to the Force Awakens, definitely how it opens. You know, the Force Awakens—the very first shot is like Finn just jumping up and and gasping, and we get the exact same thing with Ray this time. My one complaint—this isn't a complaint with the trailer—but I distinctly remember maybe about a year ago when this movie was still filming, Ryan Johnson, the director, came right out and said, "We're not going to have the same level of secrecy that the Force Awakens had." You know, we're not going to be hiding everything. You know, you're going to know by the first trailer a lot of what's going on. And I swear, at this point, we probably knew more about The Force Awakens than this. Like, it is a teaser. Yeah. I'm not unhappy with that, but it's like, I- I'm pretty sure we're going to get the exact same treatment all the way up until the release time, where nobody has any clue what this movie's about.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, because, I mean, look, I didn't... Uh, in no way was I disappointed with the trailer, but I guess if there was any disappointment, it was the fact that, yeah, they're really... It was a it was a big cock tease. Let's be honest. I mean, it's like there's there's. I mean, for as much as we'll talk about in this episode of what we see, I really don't feel we've come out of this um, having known anything more than we kind of did. We know there's um, some interesting looking. Uh, I don't even know if they're. T- uh, I don't know what they are. The spaceships. I was going to say tie fighters, but they're not tie fighters. I mean, there's just different types of spaceships we're seeing. Um, you know, we're. We're seeing Ray running a lot and uh, breathing, and we hear a bit more. We actually, let's be honest, we got more of uh, Luke Skywalker in this trailer than we did in the entire Force Awakens. <laughs> we so, got uh, Eli! <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the most exciting thing to come out of this is that finally Mark Hamill's uh, paycheck is coming through better because we're actually getting more of him in a two minute trailer as opposed to like a two hour film.
1: Yeah, you know, I was also pleasantly surprised when I saw the link, like as soon as I looked on my phone and I saw The Last Jedi and we talked off air, like I assumed it was fake, but I clicked on it anyways and then realized it was real. When it's like a two minute and 12 second trailer, I think the trailer itself runs just over two minutes, like two minutes, two seconds. I assume that we would have gotten a little bit more out of this. And again, this isn't a criticism. It's a great trailer. But I mean, the entire first half of it is kind of, all the the tease elements it's basically just ray and luke on this planet you know we get a couple of shots of ray i'm guessing using the force levitating some rocks you know we have the narration about the the light and the darkness and stuff and we're showing leia and then the smash darth vader helmet which i guess that's kind of cool i mean hey they're revealing more than The Force Awakens did. In The Force Awakens, we knew that there was a Darth Vader helmet, and now we know it gets destroyed at some point. So let the theories begin.
0: Um, well, the theories are that Kylo Ren is generally an angry emo kid a lot of the time. Yeah, so exactly. I think that's just kind of going to be a disappointing scene kid. he's like, Ah, you didn't do what I said! Smash, smash, <laughs> smash! Oh, I'm sorry, Granddad. I'm sorry!
1: I think one thing that was interesting, at least in the first half of this trailer, which is all the teaser elements... Was there's a shot which I didn't notice right up front, and a lot of people have speculated in this movie that Luke won't want to train Rey and everything. And you know, obviously, we know they're going to go all over the galaxy, and anything involving that planet we see at the end of The Force Awakens that Luke is on, you know, where they say the first Jedi temple was, anything there is probably going to be early in the movie. And people are still speculating, saying, Oh, well, Luke's going to refuse to train Rey and everything, but. it took until my second or third watch to realize there's a big wide shot where you see Rey with a lightsaber and Luke standing watching over her. And she wasn't wielding a lightsaber like that before. So obviously this is going to be like the opening act of the movie training sequences on this planet. Um, The other thing that I noticed that was interesting was the, the shot of the old school library books, which we've never seen this in Star Wars before. I mean, Luke checked these out from the library a couple of millennia ago. And hasn't returned them. We're going to get paper pages in this and everything. But I guess, again, that lends to the theory like this being the ancient Jedi temple that, you know, maybe there's some original teachings they've lost.
0: Maybe. I mean, and I'm just kind of flicking through it here. Uh, the, the, the lightsaber scene. I mean, obviously, straight away, it's, you know, clear that we're going to assume it's Ray because it's on the same planet as you were saying. But again, is this going to lead into speculation, you know, that it's, it's Finn or something like that, you know, because it's kind of, they've, maybe they've deliberately done that wide shot so shows like us can have to speculate. I mean, look, again, the, 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 obviously, the logic is that it is Ray. But, um, yeah, and the, the book thing, that's funny. Actually, I didn't think of it quite that way. Um, you know, secret story plot line is that Luke Skywalker's is a dick to libraries. Um, it's like, I will check books out and never return them. In your face, libraries! What if that's, like,
1: the Star Wars Universe version of, like, where's Waldo and it has nothing to do with ancient Jedi techniques? Yeah. It's like, where's Jar Jar or something? <laughs>
0: Because you know, let's be honest. In in this you know sequel trilogy, the only answer any Star Wars fan wants is what happened to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it could be like any type of children. Like, what if Ray just walks in there and sees Luke in his library, and she has this reverence for him, and all of a sudden, like, I do not like blue milk and ham. I do not like it, Jar Jar. I am.
0: <laughs> and Jar Jar Binks is a librarian.
1: <laughs> it could really be anything. I mean. He's stranded on this planet. There's nothing there. All we've seen is a lot of rocks. There's maybe one statue in that scene with you know, Ray in this library. Like He's stranded there with like the lamest books in existence. He's, he's sitting there reading the Twilight series. I mean, <laughs> we really have no idea what these books are. I just love to speculate what Luke's been doing for the last 20 years with just a few books. It's not even like... It's like four books on a shelf, too. I mean, you know,
0: he's bored. He's got to do something. They don't have Netflix in, uh, you know, the the Star Wars, at least that we know of. I mean, this was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, so clearly Netflix isn't a thing. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure sure he'd know those four books very well if there's only four of them. Oh, I've read this one 1,700 times. Oh, well, 1,701st is a charm.
1: Well... There is something else interesting in that narration, which I haven't seen a lot of people pick up on yet. I'm not you know, claiming. Hey, you heard it here first. Although you just probably claim it, here claim here
0: it, first. Colin. You know, no one's no, gonna. There's else so else many Star Wars ones out there. You need to have some about. exclusivity, right? <laughs>
1: That's right. But I mean, she's talking about uh, you know the the light and the darkness and everything, and then there's a line about you know a balance or something like that. And I, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking at this point that. You know, whatever Luke's doing there is that maybe he's realizing, well, even the Jedi kind of had it wrong at some point. A lot of people have had these theories about Kylo Ren that what he's doing is, you know, his thoughts that there's some type of middle ground between, you know, the Jedi and the Sith that hasn't been explored. And that's what, you know, the real balance in the force is supposed to be, which really just comes from the novels. I mean, I know you're a big reader, Ben. You've uh, got it in your library right now. Jar Jar. <laughs> blue milk and ham or whatever my but in the the novels that have now been written out you know they had all these extended novels that ran for decades after return of the jedi that eventually evolved han solo and leia's son turning to the dark side which is exactly what we kind of see in this movie and i think a lot of people are just speculating well the reason for that you know uh or the, this this theory that um you know maybe there's some type of balance between the jedi and the sith is because in the novels they did that where his reason was well maybe anakin had it right but it's almost seeming like it's more likely at this point when you hear that little thing about the balance in the trailer maybe i'm just over analyzing well
0: we didn't even hear the word sith mentioned in the force awakens if i'm not mistaken um correct
1: there was one mention of it it? okay one all right sorry uh
0: Um, but it's yeah it's it's i mean it's it's kind of interesting because you know i guess kind of the difference going into this which which makes it fun for any star wars fan and particularly fun for people like us who can podcast about it is the speculation and talking about these things you know you you think back to i guess when the first teaser trailer was released for attack of the clones like it's you know you you Mm you You don't know what's going to happen, but, of course, you've got this narrative in those prequels that you uh, you know what it's building up to. You know, ultimately, what you're going to get. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like we have no idea. And, uh, look, you know, all jokes aside about the novels, I mean, no, I haven't read any of them, but I've kind of... I did... Um, over the years, kind of look into what happened. Cause I guess that was kind of like a thing that I had as a, as a fan of Star Wars, you know, not, not quite committed enough to read all the, uh, the, the novels, but I at least kind of <laughs> wanted to see potentially what happened after Return of the Jedi. So I kind of. You're really big
1: on. Internet synopsises of novels. Yeah, I mean, they're great.
0: The Wikipedia is fantastic, thanks. Uh, you know, to all those people who probably edited them falsely for me to understand them. Uh, I didn't realise that Jar Jar Binks was actually the father of Luke Skywalker. That was a massive plot twist. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. And it's... I mean, this is the thing kind of like going, as you were saying, like the whole balance situation and just, you know, the speculation that it comes with everything around it from, you know, uh, how many books does Luke Skywalker still need to return to the library right through to, you know, <laughs> is Rey Luke's daughter? And just it's kind of interesting oh. to be able to go through it. You don't obviously like that theory, I guess, from that grunt. Uh- <laughs> no,
1: we'll get into that at the end of this
0: I feel, I feel we've got so much to cover because, I mean, as this is kind of our first actual Star Wars episode we've been able to do on the Theos Network, and it's kind of, you know, the, the movies that we all, every single one of us, want to do because we're all Star Wars fans, but I think we're kind of yeah. just holding out a little bit until later in the year, but, you know, given this excuse that we can do this episode now, we've got to cover a trailer, but we're also able to speculate and get excited because we're just Star Wars fanboys. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, before we get into some of the theories, let's go through. Yeah, the the second half of the trailer, which I think is where all the fun is, and uh, we basically get a bunch of shots. The one, you know, that uh, that I keep going back to that, that looks fantastic and that is making up for something that I felt like was lacking in Force Awakens is those ships that kind of look like B-Wings that we saw in the original trilogy, they're kind of skimming across the surface of this planet, and maybe going. there's some type of battle or whatever, and you know, the complaint I had about The Force Awakens, which I still hold to this day, is that People can say whatever they want about the prequels. I'm personally a fan of all of the prequels. I mean, I would And there I, I we lost our listeners.
0: Thanks for tuning into the Oz Network. Oh. Uh, no, I'm with well, you. I'm well, with well, Colin. Well, I'm just going to defend that. Yeah. I also don't mind the prequels, so hate us, but whatever.
1: look let's let's very quickly say if you had never seen episodes four five and six and the first star wars movie you ever saw was the phantom menace you would think wow this is the most inventive thing i've ever seen but i know we all have this opinion you me and noah back when the force awakens came out is that it was missing george lucas's touch with planets environments and just the visual look and that everything was recycled in it it was just another desert another snow planet another you know forest planet And with this, we have just this brief shot where you think they're on a planet that looks kind of like Tatooine, and all of a sudden they start skimming the surface and it's stirring up this red dust or gas. And and it's funny because I had to look at the shot closely on different viewings. I thought they were just, you know, driving too close to the surface. (laughs) Oh, this is a side effect when you're going on a dirt road or something. But there's little things sticking out of the ships that are digging into that sand and string up, so I don't know, is this like some type of battle tactic or anything? But I, I I just love that we saw a different environment in this.
0: And I love the fact that you can actually call them B wings and I'm just calling them spaceships. Um, it clearly goes <laughs> <guys> to <just laughs> that
1: you were struggling with
0: earlier? The the knowledge. Those space- <laughs> <laughs> I feel ashamed as a Star Wars fan. But yeah, I mean it's it's kind of um it's it's something I mean, I didn't even notice that bit with the dragon, I'm sort of just looking flicking through it now. Um, but yeah, I mean it's Again, we don't want to get too sidetracked and getting into our overall scheme, uh, thoughts. What am I saying scheme for? We're planning to take over the Star Wars world. Um, <laughs> our thoughts on the Star Wars universe, because again, that's a whole other episode in itself. But yeah, I mean, the, the prequels kind of, I agree with you. And as as you said, kind of we had those those debates. And I mean, I've got other issues with The Force Awakens. Again, I don't dislike The Force Awakens, but again, that's another episode. But I mean, what I guess I'm trying to say with this kind of, and even just looking through it now with just the environments and, like, the one scene here that I keep going over as well, kind of in that second half, which I kind of think is obviously connecting it a little bit to the scene we got in The Force Awakens, the flashback with the, what, the robotic hand and kind of when Ray's kind of having that weird thing is the, the one I've actually freeze framed right now, we've got the cloaked person next to R2-D2 with the burning That's building sort of in the distance, which obviously, you know... That's
1: exactly can't, where I have it freeze framed too. Oh, look too. at that.
0: There you go. Um, I mean that looks awesome, just that bit there, and hopefully it's going to be more than just a, a flashback that we had from Ray. But it's yeah, I, I the also the battle sequence here at the end as well, when you've got um, you know all these the, you know the X wings and the Tie fighters, and you've got these really amazing looking ships that I don't even think I'm going to even try and say what they. Ah, because I don't think we've ever seen them before in Star Wars before. They're not the uh, what the trade ships we saw in The Phantom Menace. Um, they're like the future version of them because they're all kind of like in a row on top of this planet, um, you know, with an amazing looking space battle. Because, I mean, we didn't really have I mean, We did obviously have the, the aerial battle. Uh, at the end of The Force Awakens, because we didn't kind of have like a massive space battle, did we, as opposed to what mm. we're looking like we've got here. I'm going all over the shot with my opinions here, but again, it's because um, well, there's a lot here to cover. But yeah, it's uh, overall, I agree with you what you said. That's, I guess, what I say. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I- I'm kind of dying for a big space battle. I think that, you know, we had a huge space battle in A New Hope, obviously. We had a huge one in return of the jedi but for a series called star wars space battles really kind of make small appearances in all the other movies even empire strikes back it was a ground battle for the most part on on hoth and the only space stuff you really saw involving ships was the the asteroid field chase which is about a three minute scene Mm. you know in phantom menace yeah there was a big space battle but it was one of four climaxes all going on at the same time you know attack of the clones the only space action we got was again in the kind of the the what do you call that belt the the belt for the planet on geonosis yeah 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 with obi-wan and jango yeah and then revenge of the sith had a big one but it was told from the point of view of only two ships so it was more like look at all the big stuff going on in the background and i love that but i want that big space battle again and you know this looks like it could deliver it but at the same time maybe the that's one of two shots that will end up appearing in
0: it. Yeah, exactly. It's probably just, you know, a flashback or something along those lines. But one, one thing actually, again, sort of jumping around here, the one that I'm kind of intrigued about is uh, when we get Finn in like a, what is that, a hyperbaric <laughs> chamber or something like that? Is he turning to Michael Jackson? I, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Is that a Stormtrooper <laughs> thing that we don't know about? Uh, what's going on there?
1: <laughs> well, the interesting trivia. There Now, there is a language in Star Wars... Uh, The written language in Star Wars, which I guess there are ways to study this and know what the alphabet is or there have been books written about or whatever. But apparently uh, somebody who understands that language has read the writing that's displayed backwards.
0: Already? Already? Wow. These Star Wars fans are quick.
1: And, (laughs) And one word is apparently it can be picked out, which is the word stable. So I'm assuming that he's... There's no way that this is, again, from the end. When we left him in The Force Awakens, he was just lying on a bed, and now all of a sudden we see him in some type of protective chamber, I don't know.
0: Uh, Although
1: as I look closely at it, there's, like, sky in the background. So I think a lot of people are speculating that this is him still recovering from Force Awakens, but if you freeze frame on it in the background, it looks like there's clouds and everything. So this might be, you know, some type of escape pod or something like that. Well,
0: it could be. I mean... Sort of when we've seen, I guess, medical scenes in Star Wars. I mean, well, we had Luke in that weird mm. tank. Uh, I mean, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And then we had what um, Padme when she's giving birth in that weird chamber thing as well. So maybe this is just like Star Wars ER. Like, this is, you know, their, their, uh, their medical chambers and that. Or, you know, again, maybe he's just going to, like, arise from the coffin or something along those lines and be like, sup, everyone, I'm okay. I don't know. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed the fact that, you know, already that's been translated, basically. I mean, look, at the time of recording, this trailer's been barely out for 12 hours, has it not? So, I mean, that is, yeah. that is props to you, Star Wars fans. Wow.
1: <laughs> or a little bit of sadness. Yeah, well... <laughs> Sorry, I like, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not going to knock the Star Wars fans. Oh, don't. I'm as big of a Star Wars fan as I think anybody I know has ever met. I mean, there are points in my life where I lived and breathed everything Star Wars. And I know names of all these minor characters that just appear in the background and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I remember in Attack of the Clones uh, when Obi-Wan's on Geonosis and he's trying to reach Anakin, but the transmissions aren't going through. And there's writing, which is this language, this Star Wars language or whatever. And I knew that one side was going to say Obi-Wan and the other side was going to say Anakin. And I can remember trying every single time I saw it in theater, every single time I saw it, pausing it and trying to figure out what this language was. And I never figured it out. So I'm assuming whoever does know this actually has a book or some type of dictionary that's been released.
0: And let's be honest. I mean, it's, it's something that... You know, I know when we used to, when we did Survivor Oz just as a standalone, we used to talk about the Survivor fan community and kind of, I guess, in the lead up to doing the Oz Network, you know, we always talked about what other things we could do. And I think all of us were like, hey, we should do a Star Wars podcast because, you know, we're all huge fans. But we were kind of like, well, look. We have certain things to do with the Survivor fan community who are very passionate and very, you know, uh, outgoing when it comes to uh, their opinions. I think uh, that's the one fan community in the world that is, um, you know, huge enough that you definitely need to be... And this is why I kind of go back to what I joked about saying, like, oh, spaceships, oh, B-wings. Like, I automatically know <laughs> there's somebody who will listen to this and go, oh, God, I'm never listening to this again. They're not a fan. They don't even know it's a B-wing. Exactly. Um, and look, I'll I- kind of... what. On what Colin will say, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, huge huge Star Wars fan. I'm probably not as big as Colin. I mean, if you were to rate a Star Wars fan out of a hundred on their knowledge and everything along those lines, I'd maybe put myself as a a sixty five, seventy, seventy five. Um, but I mean, I'd put, probably put you, Colin, as like a ninety or a ninety five. You know, it's, it's it's kind of like that. But it's 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 an interesting kind of franchise and the fandom around it how um you know as she said is it sad or is it a good thing that within i I guarantee Uh you that was translated probably within 20 minutes there was probably a whole section of the internet i'm gonna translate it first i'm gonna translate it first (laughs) Uh uh-huh
1: yeah Uh, and i mean there's more theories that are going on about this trailer i mean the one that i'm gonna say to debunk right away is that little pod or whatever that Finn's in, because I swear as I look through this right now, I'm seeing the reflection of clouds and stuff. So I don't think this is him recovery. If it is, Finn is just either accident prone or he's <laughs> uh, what's the word when somebody always thinks they're sick? What's that? Uh, hypochondriac. Yeah, hypochondriac or something. And it's like oh, I'm not feeling good. I can't be in this battle, <laughs> which would fit Finn's character. That's one thing I loved about Finn. A lot of people complained after the movie's out, saying Finn, you know, he should have been, like, this tough First Order guy, and he's just, you know, he can't do anything right. I'm like, that's the whole point of Finn's character. He was trained to fire a gun. He spent, you know, his entire life being trained to fire a gun, and when it came time to fire a gun, he couldn't do it. So he spends the rest of the movie basically tripping and falling on his face and not doing very well in fights and being unconscious. I mean, that, that's what's great about it. So if this does end up being... Finn's a hypochondriac or whatever else, then I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, look, I, I have always been a bit of a fan of the Stormtrooper, um, and so I'm kind of glad that we got, like, a humanised Stormtrooper after, like, seven films. You know, the closest we got was, what, kind of, um, gen- you know, the whole clone situation and everything, which, I mean, again, they're mm. technically not Stormtroopers, as I have learnt. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's kind of, I like that situation, and it's a good point you make with that. And I I never kind of, you know, again, maybe I'm just going back to my 65%, 70% Star Wars fan, that I never kind of took that from Finn's character about he should be this, he should be that. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's interesting to sort of see... um, you know, it's always interesting to compare. I guess, kind of our main sort of trio, or whatever you want to say, from the Force Awakens. Well, all the trilogies, really, because there's always those comparisons, isn't there? You know, like oh, he's Finn like Luke, and he's Ray like Luke, or you know, and yeah. and kind of going back to the the prequels and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, just you know, what Finny's actually doing when it comes to being... I like that sort of... He's hes a hypochondriac of Star Wars. We need a hypo, we need hypochondriac and a bastard to libraries. We've got them already in space yeah. in two minutes worth of Last Jedi. We're going well.
1: Um, you mentioned earlier the, the shot, you know, with the cloak figure, which we're assuming is Luke, with R2 right next to them and everything burning, which... I kept looking at thinking, well, this is going to be another flashback like Ray had of uh, that moment where Kylo Ren and the other Knights of Ren destroyed the Jedi Templar or whatever. That one shot we saw of Luke and his robotic hand on R2's head from The Force Awakens. But again, if you watch it closer, there's scenes where I'm guessing it's Captain Phasma and a bunch of stormtroopers that are kind of storming through this fire. And it seems like the scenes match up. So I don't know if this ends up being maybe this is on that same planet, where Luke is training Ray or something, because it looks like a temple. And wouldn't it be great if, you know, there's this flashback we see in The Force Awakens where Luke loses everything, and then all of a sudden Phasma and Kylo Ren show up while he's training Rey, and they burn it down and lose everything again. He's like, well, I'm just destined for failure. Great.
0: Well, it's, it's interesting you said Captain Phasma. I mean, I, I, I mean, looking at that scene now, I just, I just assume that's Kylo Ren coming through this smoke. I didn't actually see phasma but i mean you could be right again um this is what we're doing on this episode we're kind of speculating but yeah i mean that would be awesome to kind of have a a scene like that because we know obviously kylo ren is looking for luke um and i mean we all were looking for luke in the force awakens and we finally found him at the end for two seconds but it's (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting thought with that. And, I mean, look, again, we'll, we'll talk about it, I think, more when we eventually do our Force Awakens recap, because, believe me, we will do one, um, about, like, yeah. the whole flashback sequence and whether or not you're a fan of Star Wars using the Lost method of, you know, that's why J.J. Abrams, you know, brought the flashback. Um, but then, oh, maybe maybe it's going to be plot twist like he did in Lost. It's actually a flash forward. Um, you know, it's <laughs> not actually a flashback. But, um yeah it's kind of and I, i'm looking at the the burning the scene there and, and, and kind of like there's a lot of green going on in front of that that temple um and you know obviously from what we're seeing of you know luke's mysterious island on that planet you know it's it's it, there's lots of green so again maybe your speculation there it, it could be right this isn't a flashback this is legitimately you know we're, we're we're seeing something that will be hugely you know important or a big scene kind of in, in this film
1: yeah, I mean, the only things we didn't really talk about here was, you know, a couple of shots of Poe Dameron and his X-Wing exploding. Um
0: oh, poor
1: Poe. Poe's always... Like, this is the second time he's lost one of his ships. That would be great if that was his first scene in the movie. Lost his jacket, now he's losing threat. his
0: ships. Like, he just can't yeah, have anything exactly. going his way. Hashtag poor Poe.
1: <laughs> hashtag poor... Let's get that trending by the time... <laughs> yeah. back. Hashtag poor Poe. Poor Poe. <laughs> um... But I mean, we we get the one really great shot of Kylo Ren with his lightsaber and then Ray charging with hers. And, Which I didn't notice. You know, Can I just, just interrupt
0: like- you there quickly? I actually only just noticed that there's a tiny... I think that's very well edited because you see, yeah, see Ray running and you kind of only get the, the, the tiniest little flash that she's got a lightsaber in her hand. So, uh, you know, the teaser with a tiny tease in it, I, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah. What I'm wondering, though, is, I mean, we know we're going to get another Rey and Kylo Ren battle, but will we get Luke with a lightsaber in this? Uh, Will we get Luke doing battle? And I guess we could basically talk about the big talking point of this entire trailer, which is the only reason anybody can say that this reveals more than the Force Awakens Caesar did, which is that we have that Luke line in the end where he's saying, I don't know the exact line, but something about, uh, you know, the Jedi need to end or something like that. And that's Luke saying it. So, again, we would have to speculate, is this early in the movie? And that he decides, no, I'll train you, you know, uh, or is this something later on? And we're never going to see him with a lightsaber. Uh, I'm trying to remember the movie that uh, recently I saw where it may not have been a movie. It may have even been a book. Um, a what? Where somebody didn't a book, book that has pages, oh, okay. often with pictures of men with striped shirts and glasses. <laughs>
0: nice, okay, that's an interesting book. Um, fair enough.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can't remember what it is now, but there was a movie where it was uh, about a guy who didn't want to... Oh, uh, Logan. I think I mentioned this in our Logan preview episode, that the comics was about Logan refusing to fight again after all these years, and I would almost love to see a movie like that, where Luke's like, no, I'm not touching a lightsaber again. I don't want to have anything to do with this, and that'll kind of go along with our theories we're going to have at the end of the episode here, where we touch on the Ray thing, where Luke's just like, I don't want to be a Jedi anymore, and that's almost what the scene seems like to me at the, right at the end there.
0: I love how you just did the it kind of sounded like Luke turned into like an emo. I don't want to be an emo. I don't want to be a I Jedi want anymore. Be Jedi. <laughs> well, I mean, going it's back to hard. early Luke in a New Hope, that fits in. <laughs> I wanted to go into <laughs> power converters. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I think we will, because it's kind of, I guess, you know, going back to my Attack of the Clones reference before, like, we all remember that scene when Yoda finally gets into a lightsaber battle. And it's kind of, it's almost like one of these things that you always wanted to see, you know, and we finally got to see it. And I think even, you know, the most critical Star Wars fan of the prequels would be hard-pressed to say that that was a bad thing, that we saw Yoda finally fighting with a lightsaber. And I kind of think this is a similar thing. I feel that it will be built up. It might not even be in this film. It might not be until Episode 9. But we will get a Luke Skywalker lightsaber battle with Kylo Ren. And um, I, I I, I just can't imagine it not happening. But, I mean, it's interesting, your theory, kind of. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of speculation around the title of this film, The Last Jedi, and... I kind of found it funny that everybody straight away jumped to the conclusion, oh, Luke is going to die! It's kind of, well, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that he's going to die. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the Empire strike back in the second one, but then they got defeated in the next one, so it's kind of like, you know, that didn't imply that that's all that happened. Uh, so, you know, simple implication, Luke Skywalker at the moment is the last Jedi, so let's work around that. But... Yeah, Like,
1: let's stop over-speculating, fans. If you go back to Return of the Jedi, 1983, we're now, what, 34 years removed from that movie, and Yoda says in his dying breath, when I'm gone, the last of the Jedi will you be? Yeah. <laughs> the title... It is 34 years (laughs) in the making. It's not like this. I've seen people who are looking at the poster, which we'll talk about that next. And they're like, is this poster saying that Luke is the last Jedi, that Rey will be the last Jedi, or that Kylo Ren is the last Jedi? It's like Yoda told us who the last (laughs) Jedi was 34 years ago. That's all the title
0: is. I'm I'm disappointed that the movie wasn't called Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last of the Jedi You'll Be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we wouldn't have all these fans be like, who is it? Is it Poe? Poe, po? hashtag poor Poe. <laughs>
0: But I mean, I, I would, I would like that storyline too. Like, maybe not necessarily bringing back whiny Luke, but um, you no, know, you could never.
1: I love whiny. Luke. You love oh, okay,
0: whiny Luke. You know, I, I like whiny Hanneken. Hashtag bring back Hayden Christensen. Um, that's that's gonna lose. That won't trend. Um, but hey, he got a standing ovation when he was at the Star Wars celebration this weekend. Did he? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, oh Hayden. Um, there you go. But I mean, it's it's kind of. Look, obviously a lot has happened in the 30 years between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens for Luke to have to go exile himself, Um, you know, after all we saw happen to him wanting to become a Jedi and becoming a Jedi, happily ending, you know, celebrate with the Ewoks, and then all of a sudden, 30 years later, he's become a hermit who doesn't return library books. So it doesn't doesn't (laughs) surprise me that at some point he might be so... Anti-lightsaber, so anti-Jedi everything Because, you know, again, it's it, he might think it's destroyed his life I mean, here you know, we will learn, again Sort of everything that I guess has happened You know, along the way with him and Han, him and Leia um, For all of this kind of situation that has happened And that's what's, you know, obviously we're all hoping for So, yeah, I completely agree that that could definitely be a great storyline And uh, for sure, I think that would definitely work
1: um, That's basically it for the trailer uh one one, can one, one, really thing, one thing one thing i'd
0: really want to quickly mention yep. uh the back of the head of carrie fisher slash Leia. that was kind of nice yeah I, I like the fact that we got a you know yeah. <laughs> even though we don't see it technically it a but great you know.
1: back of the head yeah. yeah let's be honest she's always had a really attractive back and head.
0: when it comes to back of the head acting no one did it better than carrie fisher
1: <laughs> i mean you know that that shot i mean they they spent so much time teasing, you know, oh, we're not going to get to see Luke or whatever. And Ryan Johnson, the director, released a lot of behind-the-scenes footage of Leia this week and her photographs of Leia. And I know they had a big tribute of her. And it, they have said that they're not going to change her role in this in any way. A lot of people thought, well, Leia is probably going to be written out now that they'll find a way to kill her off. Um, they basically said that's not going to happen. Having said that, we have had two stories come out, as you mentioned, the past week about how... They're going to now digitally add her to episode nine and then say, no, we're not digitally adding her to episode nine, uh, which is basically the third flip flop we've already heard on that. Um, Either way, I think it's just too recent where people don't know how to handle this thing with Leia. But I mean, if Carrie Fisher's family are saying, yeah, they will do this, I'm guessing they've at least had discussions and that we'll probably see her even more after this in episode nine, because if they're not changing the end of episode eight, how do you explain her not being there in nine?
0: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's the elephant in the room. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible for them to not change episode eight without sort of addressing that. Yeah, like, th- how can they do it? Unless they're doing this because, plot twist, she's killed off in episode eight. So maybe they're like, well, we don't really have to do anything. Um, but yeah. it's kind of, yeah, there's, there's no way unless that happens that they can avoid this. I mean, she's too big of a character to just completely gel over. And, you know, when I mean, we had that in, in Rogue One, I mean, they d- they've they digitally put in one, because I mean, again, it's kind of how that all ended. You sort of almost had to do that, and it was uh. done well. But it's just, and, you know, it's it's obviously a, a terrible tragedy that we've lost, Carrie, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, I, I don't see how that in any way they could just completely ignore her. Because that would that would be the one thing that Star Wars fans would... I, I think there would be a war started over that. I honestly think a country would be formed, the country of Star Wars yeah. fans, and they would just invade Disney and just obliterate the shit out of them.
1: Uh, I mean, if we're talking a little bit about uh, predictions now, or where we think the series could go, uh, along with what they would do with Leia, as soon as The Force Awakens came out, and it wasn't something that I thought of beforehand. It was something that I kind of—I think everybody kind of suspected—Han Solo's probably going to be killed off in the Force Awakens. Oh, uh, spoiler! So when it I did seen happen,
0: it. oh yeah,
1: we got to tag this now, spoiler-free for something from a year and a half ago. Um, Danny wins Guatemala too, in case you get that reference. But uh, you know, as soon as that happened, I thought to myself, "Well, who can't die?" And most people's assumption would be Luke, and Luke is. Probably my favorite, definitely my favorite Star Wars character and maybe my favorite movie character of all time or movie hero of all time. And yet I honestly believe if this were to go any way, you could kill Luke in Episode 8 if you want. You could kill him in Episode 9 and the story still works. I honestly believe the only one of those major characters that needs to survive to the end is Leia. Mm. And it has a lot to do with the fact that A New Hope opens with Leia. It's it's her battle, and she's in the middle of it, and as we saw in Rogue One, you know, this thing starts even before A New Hope. It was Leia's battle before it was Luke's, it was Leia's battle before it was Han's, and when Luke went off and, you know, read his library books for <laughs> 30 years, and Han decided to go off and hang with Chewie and some uh, uh, mafia members, or whatever those guys were, <laughs> Leia was the only one who stuck with it, so I honestly believe she's the only character you can't kill, and if anybody's going to survive this, it has to be Leia, who's there at the end. Otherwise, it almost feels like, well, the original trilogy did matter. If she lasted through decades of this battle, and then she dies, and oh, we finally won, well, then it was all a waste.
0: Completely agree. Completely agree. And I had the same mindset going into Force Awakens. Um, and I definitely, yeah, it was uh, to me, it was either going to be Han or Chewie. And I'd, I, I kind of think you don't get the same emotional reaction. I'm like, look, I think there'd be a huge uproar if you killed Chewie um weirdly enough and not saying that, they
1: did in the books well and there was an uproar
0: okay well there you go but and it's kind of like I'm not saying there wasn't with han but and i think also a lot of that came around with harrison ford's comments about the character as well so um but yeah i look yeah i agree with what you said about luke luke is somebody that you could kill off because you know we've got this whole you know false ghost thing happening I mean, they kill obi-wan off within what like 30 minutes of a new hope and he's still a central character in the the next two films, um, and it's kind of you always had that, didn't you? I guess in the first film of the each trilogy, a major character has been killed off. Um, yeah. So yeah, for sure. And it's just, I mean, look, this till until we can sit here in 2019 after having seen Star Wars Episode Nine, uh, told you the last of the Jedi, you would be. Um, it's. You know, it's going to continue to be speculated on. But, um, yeah, I just hope they handle it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they will handle it well. And I guess it's kind of, you know, it, I guess we'll have some more answers once we've seen this film come December about how they can potentially handle Leia. But, yeah, again, I just, I don't know how they can handle this. And it's interesting, just the speculation that keeps coming about it. It seems to be sort of like Disney who are saying, like, oh, it won't be digitally altered and, oh, you know, she won't be in episode nine. But then it's kind of like Carrie Fisher's family who are coming out and saying, well, no, she will be. They've, like, approached us and they've said this, they've said that. It's like Disney seemed to be the one who are really trying to cover it up, where it's like, Carrie Fisher's yeah. family are like well, actually, no, she will be in it. Like, don't listen to Disney. And I'm kind of almost attuned to Believe Carrie Fisher's Family more so. Nothing is Disney, but it's just, you know, Disney want to keep this Titan, you know, spoiler free. Uh, Whereas, you know, there's always going to be leaks along the way.
1: Um, Let's quickly talk about the poster. Uh, I have it as my profile pick right now, so obviously I do like this, but I'm actually going to complain about the poster a little bit. Basically what it is, if you haven't seen it, Google it now. It's very retro looking. It's very reminiscent with at least Ray holding the lightsaber up of the original poster for Star Wars with Luke holding it up. Um, Then you have on one side of the lightsaber Luke's face and the other side Kylo Ren. It's cool, it's retro looking, but to me it looks like the cover of some 1985 spin-off novel <laughs> of Star Wars or a comic book cover or something like that. It just, to me, it didn't feel like a movie poster at all.
0: Well that, I mean, we will generally, I'm assuming getting another one that will come out, you know, kind of that, the one that they have with like the main, more of cast members and kind of, you know, the, the stylized one they generally do. This is obviously mm-hmm. the sort of version one, the one that, I mean, I think it's, it looks great. I can kind of see your comparison there, of what you were saying. Um, the one that I am sure will probably get complaints about this poster in the world we live in is that we're going to start getting complaints about the fact that Mark Hamill's head is bigger than Ray's and, you know, why isn't the the female as equal as the male in the poster? I'm assuming we're going to get that at some point. But it's, I mean, oh. it's, it's. I like that comparison, as you're saying, like the original A New Hope one with Luke and the, and the lightsaber and everything. But it's kind of, I guess, similar to the trailer. It's like it, it gives away a bit without giving away too much um which again i guess is the point of a teaser but um yeah, yeah i mean I, I don't have a whole lot else to add really in what you've already said about uh the poster except that it would look good on my wall <laughs>
1: um so we mentioned it a little bit earlier on this is the topic there's two topics that i think everybody wants to know about who is snoke which we really have no clue we don't even have snoke in this trailer And then the other one being, well, who are Rey's parents? Which, I I, this is something I get very worked up about because I feel like people don't even pay attention to what's clearly stated in the movie. So I'll just kind of throw my opinion out there first. Everybody tries to say, well, Luke's probably Rey's dad. Well, first of all, if you're looking at this story as a whole, if Anakin turned to the dark side because he broke the Jedi code by having children and getting married... (laughs) Why are we to believe that Luke is going to do the exact same thing? He knows everything that happened. I mean, he would have Anakin and, or not Anakin, Obi-Wan and Yoda, who would have told him this. It would make no sense from a storytelling point of view to have Luke do the exact same thing that Anakin did, especially since he's the result of that, and the galaxy fell as a result of that. Second of all, there's the scene where um, Maz... Is talking to Ray after she had the vision or whatever. And she says, uh, in reference to her her family or whatever, she says, those, you know, whoever left you, they're never coming back, but somebody else can or somebody else will. And then Ray says, Luke. So Luke wouldn't be the person who left her. Luke wouldn't be the family. And I feel like everybody's missing in that scene that Moz is saying, you know, Don't worry about the family that left you. There's somebody else you should pay attention to. You know, people try to say, "Oh well, she's maybe related to Obi Wan or whatever," because his voice is in there. Well, well, Obi, uh, Luke heard Obi Wan's voice. You know, (laughs) you must go to the Dagobah system. Did that mean that that Obi Wan was his biological father? I mean, you can't speculate. Everything has to be related. The third thing—I'm going long here, but I'll get it all out now. Get it out,
0: Colin. You need to get this out.
1: This needs to be said, people. (laughs) Uh, When Ray is left on the planet, the only flash we see is her screaming, no, come back. And the one who's holding her hand is Unkar Plood, who's the junk dealer on the planet that we see later on. So we're to believe that Luke is going to leave. If this was his daughter, he's going to leave her with this scummy... Criminal, and then just walk away. Come here, little girl. Let me take you to the cave. You know, it makes no sense. Luke is no longer the hero of your movies. He's a villain just based on being a bad father. So why people seem to think that this makes any sense? I have no clue because there's so many areas where it's it's clearly stated that that's not the case.
0: And let's be honest, it's already a stretch enough to believe that Luke Skywalker wouldn't return library books and is addicted to librarians. All right, people. So he's not a bad father um that's right look uh, yeah i've never it's to me my biggest thing as well kind of going on everything that you said it's too obvious and what star wars did so well and was so well renowned for was the plot twist and here we go spoiler alert if you haven't seen the empire strikes back tune out now the plot reveal... <laughs> that would be so fun. I'd laugh so much if somebody actually messaged saying, You bastard! You spoiled it for me! Um, <laughs> Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. Uh, you know, that was huge. It's probably the biggest movie plot twist in the history of movies. To me, there's something being built up here that they're going to try and rival that. Um, yeah. And I don't feel... like The Luke Skywalker raid thing is too obvious. And... Yeah, kind of everything what you said, I agree with, and I just also feel like if Luke's her father, then kind of, do we then spend all of episode nine, who is her mother? Like, it's kind of, at least if you've kind of got mystery parents, um, you can maybe do a bit more, like, not to sound horrible, the fact that she lost her parents, but I mean, if her parents just died, it's kind of, it's almost like of a... you know, okay, fair enough, you know, and then they, they've got open possibilities to do kind of a, you know, a, a middle movie sort of similar to Rogue One where they can go back and, you know, something like that. And maybe, again, that's what they're doing, the cash cow that Disney are trying to milk. But it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, again, agree with everything that you said. I mean, maybe we're going to get, a, you know, a schme situation where he doesn't remember the father, you know, just blacked out at a party one time, <laughs> you know, he was naturally conceived or something <laughs> That sounds horrible. Can't wait till we get to Phantom Menace. But, um, yeah. And, look, again, it's it's. I think what they did so well with The Force Awakens, in, and they know what they're doing. Again, J.J. J. Abrams is involved. He's the master of teasing you for six seasons and then, you know, bringing polar bears and shit in. But, it's, you know, I'm not obviously old J.J. J. Abrams, but... Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's that speculation. You, you're not gonna (laughs) reveal everything in the first movie of a three-parter. Otherwise, who's gonna go and see episode, you know, eight and nine? Um, so, yeah, I, I've never bought into the, the Luke is Ray's father. I think it's just, it's, it's gonna be like a great sort of mentor thing. I mean, again, kind of going back to what I was saying about like Obi-Wan and that, like, the Obi-Wan-Luke thing was a great sort of mentor relationship. You know, Qui-Gon Jin and, and Obi-Wan, and then Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, they don't have to be related um so you know this is where luke being the mentor to ray kind of fits in with the you know the prequels and then the the middle you know the original trilogy so i I just think kind of that's what it will all border down to
1: yeah and you know the other argument that people are making is they're saying the star wars films are always about the skywalker family and that's true and we've even heard i was watching the features on rogue one and i can't remember who it was but somebody said you know what makes a Star Wars episode is that it's related to the Skywalker family. What makes, you know, a saga film is that it has nothing to do with that Skywalker family. It's just its own story. And people will try to say, well, Ray has to be related to the Skywalker somehow because it's a Skywalker story. Well, hello, who's Kylo Ren? He is the connection, you know? And if you're looking for how this potentially ends, you know, how does the Skywalker family go on? If the, if the story of Darth Vader was the story about a guy who wrecked the galaxy and then redeemed himself, but it was a little bit too late, then the story of Kylo Ren maybe is the story of a guy who wrecks the galaxy but redeems himself with enough time, you know, to actually make a difference. So it's it's about that generation. Just because he doesn't have the Skywalker name, he's still part of that bloodline.
0: Completely agree. And, I mean, that's, to be honest with you, sometimes I feel like, yeah, it does definitely get forgotten. It's kind of like, oh, he's Han's... Uh, You know, and and Leia's son, but it's like, well, hello, Leia is a Skywalker, um, you know, so his grandparents is Darth Vader and Padme, so, like, it's not that I always gets referenced, it's always about Darth Vader, you always forget about Paul Padme! Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I, I, yeah, completely agree with you. And I, I find it funny, like, with the, the theories, like, oh, she's Obi-Wan's daughter and it's quite, okay, so who's Obi-Wan oh. shacking up with, you know, and, and how, yeah, how and- is that possible? Obi-Wan died. Like, what was it, a new hope? Like, this is 30 years after Return <laughs> of the Jedi. What is a new hope? At least like five, 10 years before Return of the Jedi. Rey should be like 40 then. <laughs> I know people will say, well, she's his
1: granddaughter then and... Okay, so Obi-Wan was the only witness. There's people who knew of it, but he is the only witness to what happens when you go and you hook up with a girl (laughs) and you have kids and you're trying to actually stay devoted to the Jedi Order. It doesn't go well. He was there and he saw how it wrecked the galaxy. Now, if anybody's going to say, I'm never touching a woman again, it's (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi.
0: (laughs) And also, there's even the theory about... um... Senator Palpatine is, like, related somewhere to Ray. Like, I mean, that's even, again, like, where, where do the people come up with these ideas? Next Jar Jar Binks is going to be her... I mean, wow, that would be a plot twist. I would be into that.
1: Not <laughs> not everybody in Star Wars has to be related. Because he's in Tasmania, right? They're not all family
0: members walk. having sex yeah. with each other, okay? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I will say there's one theory with, that's gotten more popular, and I don't think it's the case just because we have had J.J. Abrams come out and say that he's heard all the theories on who Ray is or who her parents are, and that at this point, none of them are correct. And I tend to believe that, uh, even though they'd probably say that even if somebody did guess. But the one theory that's semi-interesting is that Ray is the reincarnation of Anakin. Mm. And that you know the, the chosen one, kind of like, The chosen one of the Matrix, you know, can be reborn at some point. Having said that, Star Wars is something that always prides itself on being original. It borrows from things, you know, it borrows from mythology, uh, Wizard of Oz, Curaçao films, all that. But I don't think they're going to tie it in that closely to the Matrix, which was really the rival sci-fi franchise of that that generation. That would be the, the current generation.
0: Are we expecting a scene with Ray in a white room with TVs and a guy with a beard, the susceptible anomaly, and blah, 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 just like <laughs> they <things> like, what? <laughs> 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 huh? <laughs> this is, I don't even know if that was
1: a line from it. Oh, it sounded it like it sound was, like wasn't a it? The <laughs> susceptible anomaly of the uh,
0: aphrodisiac. <laughs> I don't want that scene in Star Wars, all right? <laughs> I I like the Matrix movies. I kind of can't wait till we do them, because I kind of feel I might defend the sequels, because I don't think they're necessarily as bad as they are made out to be. Wow, we've lost a lot of listeners in this episode. We're defending the prequels <laughs> and the sequels to the Matrix. But, like, I don't want to see that scene, all right? I do not want to see that yeah. in Star Wars.
1: <laughs> you know what I also don't want to see is the scene... Where Luke discovers this is, wait a second, so you're the reincarnation of the Chosen One, yes. So you're the reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker, yes. You're the reincarnation of my dad, yes. So you saw my mom naked when I was made... Yes! So, how about that library thing? Well, um, actually, actually
0: Where's Chewie here? On a positive on a positive note, if he if she is the reincarnation of uh, of Anakin, does that mean we can get re-edited scenes of Ray hooking up with Natalie Portman? That's a positive. <laughs> uh, You've got quiet of that. You don't that want happens. that. I do. <laughs>
1: I don't think that'll happen in Disney. Um, but no, I mean, there's a lot of interesting theories, but there's ways to poke holes in all of them. I mean, at this point, as we said right at the top, we know nothing more than we knew the first time around. One thing I just really quickly want to mention, and it only occurred to me halfway through recording this episode but what is Chewie doing? Chewie was there with Rey when she landed. Mm. And we see Rey spending a lot of time with Luke. Like, does she just say Chewie wait in the ship? Is he sitting there reading magazines or something? Like, (laughs) I I just find it interesting. She's there for a long time. Even when Luke is being trained by Yoda, R2's always peeking around the corner. You know, he's peeking in the window. He's taking part in it. Chewie's nowhere to be seen. Like, he's just stuck on the ship. He's like, throwing a fishing pole out into the sea. I love visualizing what Chewie does to kill the time when he's like Ray's been gone for like six
0: weeks. Seriously, when's she coming back? He's still waiting for his medal. Um, no, it's. Um, I think. <laughs> I think maybe they're doing that in the anthology series. Like, you know, what was Chewie doing? I, I, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't actually think about that, poor Chewie. But um, I, I kind of think we're going to get a nice little scene, aren't we? You know, of Chewie and Luke seeing each other for the first time in a while. You know, it's like ah, oh, you know, and it's a, it's a long overdue hug. You know, why didn't like. A hug Chewie when they got back in The Force <laughs> Awakens. So Luke's going to make up. It's like, oh, my sister was a bitch, but I'm going to hug you, Chewie. You know they're fixing that one.
1: Yeah. He's going to hug him and then say, hey, I made you a medal. It's going to be like a cheap rock, <laughs> yeah. you know, with, with
0: some <laughs> twine around it. Sorry, oh, and- I forgot you 40 years ago. And also, while I'm here, Han did shoot first. There. They're going to cover all of that in like five <laughs> minutes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so many things that we didn't see in this trailer
1: that we can just speculate on now, too. There's one thing, actually, just uh, really we-
0: quickly, I, and again, I'm sure everyone has noticed this. I'm just, I've noticed this by sort of flicking through it. But the scene with those ships, the B-Wings, um, and the, there's a kind of in the distance. I didn't actually realise that they're, um, the, the walkers, the Imperial Walkers, are, like, in the distance there. I didn't actually... Yeah. So maybe I'm just dumb. It's clearly 65%, 70% Star down. Wars fan that it takes me about five viewings to realise that they're in the distance. You're still looking. You're like, what's that crushed helmet
1: on yeah. the floor? Is that Phasma? A, is that General Grievous? Is
0: that like a stick? It's blue and there's waving it around. Like, what's <laughs> that to do with anything? And what's that weird thing with paper in it that's in Luke's library? <laughs> they're they're in space. Um, they don't have books in space. <laughs>
1: So many things that we could cover still on this but we might as well end our first speculation on Star Wars here and I don't know, the, the next time you hear one of these episodes it'll probably be the Trailer 2 reaction where we finally get to see Chewie in his fishing pole or <laughs> Chewie checking out his nudie magazines on the <laughs> ship or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> Hashtag poor, poor or whatever, yes. but uh, <laughs> it's fun to speculate anything Star Wars and I have some great ideas, I mean I think it's a huge project to say we're going to cover all of the Star Wars movies because we talked about this before. We, When we do Bond movies, we'll run for three, three and a half hours on the bad ones. I mean, how long are we going to run on a Star Wars movie? But I do have some cool ideas about what we could do leading up to episode eight to kind of do, you know... Uh, I guess a project or something that would be fun to cover. So hopefully we'll have more to come and I, I before mean, look, episode eight
0: comes up. As I said before, we're definitely doing them, all right, people. Like this is something that you know. I don't think anybody in the history of podcasts can have a movie podcast and not do Star Wars. Um, and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we do cover them. Um, but yeah, it's I, I'm looking forward to to talking more about Star Wars. I mean, you know, going back to Survivor Oz days are kind of the only non. I guess reality show one we ever did was when Nora and I went and saw The Force Awakens we talked about it so much they were like fuck it we're doing an episode on it and I think we pissed you off we pissed uh, Cable off because you're like oh why wasn't I able to talk about it it's like we were just so pent up with frustration we needed to talk about it um, Yeah. so you know there will be more to come and I mean look the, we look forward to another trailer because I mean I guess one thing that we didn't sort of mention I guess in discussing this trailer is that like legitimately we did not get any of the new characters in this trailer did did we, I mean, you know, we know that yeah. there's obviously what Benicio del Toro, Laura Dern, you know, people like this are going Laura to be in this Dern, film. We yeah. didn't see any of them in this trailer. So I'm sure that come trailer two, we will see glimpses of these people. I want to see what Dr. Ellie Sattler's been up to, uh, you know, 25 years later and how she's ended up in space instead of being, a you know, a, a paleobotanist. So... Um yeah, I, I look forward to those and definitely, you know, bring on more Star Wars talk, all right? This, this needs to be talked about more because it doesn't get talked about enough in podcasts. And that pretty much covers
1: everything we could cover here unless we want to talk any more about Poe Dameron. Um, Hashtag poor Poe. <laughs> his ship blowing up. Poor <laughs> Poe. <Paul. laughs> but we will be back soon and uh, stay tuned as uh, we're set to record... Our blast from the past, I think whenever possible, it's a good idea to give people a teaser on what the next movie we're going to cover is. So maybe they could watch it beforehand and uh, actually have a reason to listen to it. We are set to record Blast from the Past, that 1999 classic with Brendan Fraser. That'll be coming soon. Ben, you've got your Third Watch episodes Ooh, out yeah. now. Oh. Your lifelong dream has been fulfilled, and
0: more than 100 people so far have shared in that dream. Can I just, the fact that I'm able to cover Nip Tuck and Third Watch basically at the same time is awesome. But, I mean, you know, the difference between the two shows is Nip Tuck, you know, generally had a bit of a fan base. I mean, it won a Golden Globe for Best Drama, for God's sake, for so a Third Watch I think it won an Emmy for Best Editing, and that was it. Um, so, like, it's, um, you know, it's kind of on the different end of the spectrum. But, yeah, by all means, if you've never watched it, we're, we're, we're treating, I guess what we're doing with those ones as well is kind of what Colin was saying about how, uh, yeah, go out and watch Blast from the Past so that when the episode comes out, you can sort of come along with us for the journey. Um, and what we're doing with the sort of the Nip Tuck and the Third Watch ones is we're, we're doing it, you know, they're spoiler free in terms of what happens in the future. So we're treating it so you can watch it along with us. So if you've, you know, Colin, for example, has never watched Nip Tuck. So maybe one day he'll want to sit down and watch it and he can listen to the episode. Same with Third Watch. No one has watched Third Watch except for me and Brandy. So, um <laughs> You know, join us as we watch it and we we go along the journey with it. So, um, yeah, it's it's fun. This is why we're doing this podcast. You know, it's expanding on what, you know, our passion was for one TV show and we're expanding it into passions for other TV shows and movies and, you know, everything else in between. So, um, you know, we, we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate that more than 100 people wanted to listen to the Third Watch episodes. Um, and, yeah, bring on Blast from the past. I've, I've, I'm excited to talk about... Um, you know, Brendan Fraser, let's be honest. That's the only reason why we're doing that episode (laughs) and Joey Slotney. Uh,
1: and at the same time, we also should mention we've, if you hadn't heard the episodes yet, we at least for now have wrapped up our random Smallville rewatch. Although we're transitioning into something new, which is we're surprised that we got a better response than expected to doing random episodes of a TV show. So we're putting a challenge out where people can submit their own random episodes of whatever TV show you want in there now. We've had some good suggestions, and we've had some bad suggestions, (laughs) and feel free to suggest either to us. At the time we've recorded this episode, we've just had two new suggestions uh, from somebody who told me in advance they were going to suggest these and they didn't do it to stump us but you can have that opportunity if you want or just have us uh, record a random episode of a show you like whatever it is if there's something you want to hear give us an episode and we'll do it
0: and same with movies too we should say that um, obviously i think a lot of our episodes recently have been more tv centric but You know, as we kind of Mm. cross-form with with movies, you know, yeah, we're going to be sort of covering, you know, franchises like Star Wars, you know, we'll look into the Spider-Man films in the lead-up to the new Spider-Man, you know, Pirates, exactly, you know, in the lead-up to it. But by all means, if you've got any sort of films that you want us to cover, I mean, we've got plenty already in the pipeline, but you might have the most obscure, random film that only you love um and that you know nobody's heard of you know you might be listening to us from Ethiopia and there's like the greatest Ethiopian film of all time that nobody ever talks about or there might be just a film that perhaps that you love so much that has never had a podcast episode done on it you know we are we are open and willing we will watch anything unless it's Twilight uh, as I said that will be the last yeah. series we will cover ever 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 um unless we yeah. put a challenge out there for us and maybe we'll see how that goes but yes anything but Twilight
1: I'll give the number. If we can get to uh, 1 million downloads, then we will do Twilight. And 1
0: million likes on Facebook. We're going to combine the two.
1: (laughs) Yeah. A million likes on Facebook, a million downloads. And if you want to have us be forced to watch Twilight, (laughs) then you too should subscribe to us on iTunes. (laughs) Like us on Facebook. Be one of those millions. Or even on Stitcher, as I discovered this past week maybe about a week after we officially were supposed to be on Stitcher, we are now on Stitcher. They're a bit slower in the Stitcher world than
0: iTunes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if you you are listening to us on Stitcher, yeah, then uh, uh, thank you for finding us a week late as I found us on Stitcher. And I intend to listen to myself as soon as this episode is over. (laughs) So, (laughs) having said that, uh, it was great to talk about Star Wars. Uh, My name is Colin and hashtag poor poe.
0: And my name is Ben, hashtag poor poe.
1: And thank you for joining us and hashtag Star Wars fans, hashtag so sad.
0: Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.